Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. All right, let's do it. The Bears should dot, dot, dot. You can fill in the dots or the blank in any way that you would like. Anything goes here, especially since it's a Friday night. And I'm Mark Grody, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Bears should what? 312-644-6767. The Bears should surprise me. The Bears should think out of the box. They should do something that nobody is talking about right now. They should elude the obvious. I want to see what the Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and his staff are made of here. Don't let us run the show because we're going to we're going to talk about Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and any of the big names. Those are the two almost, they've almost become inhuman. They're just words. They're buzzwords now, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, and to a much lesser degree, Bryce Young. So I want to, and, and we've all talked about different trade scenarios, many of, many of which I like, many of which are logical. Some people get a little bit more calculus about it and make it more complicated, which I appreciate because I think that it's all about creativity right now when you are sitting there with the pot of gold at number one and there are a lot of players or a lot of teams that are desirous of quarterback at some point in time and the Bears hold the power right now. So I want to see them show me what you're all about. And that that is what the Bears are going to do to a large degree in this draft. And they're going to show you what they're all about when they've got money in their pockets, money to spend. We know that they will spend. The trick is what value will they actually get? It begins now, and I'm excited about it. And that is a big part of of what I want to see the Bears do. Surprise me. But I want to hear from you at 312-644-6767 is the number. Um we had a text a little bit earlier, too, that asked me. I, I teased it going into the break. And, oh, are you comfortable with, I almost said Charles Leno, with Braxton Jones as the starting left tackle of the Bears going forward? And um, I guess if I had to give the yes or no, no, no. I, I am not, like, just pushing the button that says, yep, Braxton Jones, he has been made into – you know, this this fifth-round pick from Southern Utah has been made into the starting left tackle for the Chicago Bears going forward in this, whatever you want to call it, this window, the, the, the next championship window. You'd be saying that Braxton Jones is your starting left tackle. I can't say that yet. I can't say that. And I'm not saying, like, he's Bencham, he's a backup. I'm not saying that. But they better have a really good backup plan for left tackle or a vision beyond Braxton Jones. And I I hope that they're not blinded by it. We, we know it sure seems like when Ryan Poles drafted Braxton Jones, he was the golden child of this draft. He really was. It's not, you know, Justin Fields not even his guy. So as much as we put into Justin Fields this year, the, the guy that kind of got the free pass from the boss was Braxton Jones. I will say this. He made the most of it. He was imperfect. 
He was not good enough to make me feel confident that he's definitely a 17-game-a-year starting left tackle, but he made the most of it. He played every single snap. So whatever he does, I mean, I think he just just with that, barring injury, he probably set himself up for a nice long career. Is he a starting left tackle for the Chicago Bears or in the NFL? That's the part I'm going to say no, not right now. Not not right now without some, you know somebody pushing him, backing him up and uh, you know helping him. So that that's what I would say about that. But I mean the whole the the, the offensive line in general is is going to get a facelift this year that it's not going to look this year like it did last year. And there's some some parts of it you still want to see. You know, Tevin Jenkins, you want to see that. I have no problem with, with Cody Whitehair. I mean, Sam Mustafer is probably not a center going forward. Um, and they got to figure out what they're doing at right tackle. And I, you know that I want Tevin Jenkins in there as well. 312-644-6767 is the number. We go to Mark in Louisiana. What's going on, Mark? You're on the score. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good. Uh, just I enjoy listening to you on my speaker in the kitchen from home. Oh, nice. Uh, I was born and raised in the Chicagoland area. I used to golf with your father at in uh, Itasca and up oh. in Leesburg, Wisconsin. Oh, really? Uh, yes. I uh, oh. just want to say you're, you're very enjoyable to listen to. And, you know, sports talk radio in Louisiana sucks. <laughs> so I enjoy listening to you guys. I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you so much, man. Hey, you know what? I, I, hey, I said anything goes on a Friday night, and I will let Mark Grody compliments go right to the front of the line, right to the top, right there. So that's much appreciated from Mark. Never mind the Bears, never mind the Bears question and what you would do right now. The Bears should dot, 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 312-644-6767. On the text line, trade the first pick to Houston to get the second pick uh, in the first and second rounds at least. Um, yeah. You know what I really like the idea of, and I haven't I, – I'm putting the, the the finishing touches on the math and making it all work. And there are ways that people have had this conclusion at the ends of the Bears draft. I really love the idea of if somehow the Bears can have, find themselves, do something, make a trade this year where, and there are bad teams obviously, right, swarming right around the Bears in the draft, do something to set yourself up for a top three pick next year that I mean because that that really protects you with like if Justin Fields regresses or just doesn't progress to where the Bears want him I mean that's obviously like if he has a bad year the Bears are going to need to start to think about a quarterback other than Justin Fields so if you could go grab that guy in the draft or if you've got enough leftover money where you can make power plays. I I mean, I just like the idea. It's, there's so much, like, the big bag of money is before all of us when we play this game. But it would be it it'd be nice to save a little bit. Of the, put, put some of it away. Find a little bank, the bank of 2024. I think that would be really interesting as well to see that. Like have have next year's off. If you maybe take a little bit away from this off season, but then have the same sort of enthusiasm and fireworks going into next year. And may, may maybe you don't have to worry about Justin Fields, and then you can take that top three or top five pick and use it in some other direction. The name of continuing to to rebuild this Bears team, which is what they are doing. Let's go to Frank on the road. What's up, Frank? You're on the score. Grody. What's up, man? It's actually Mike. Oh, Mike. But but I just wanted to say I don't care how far the Bears trade down and amass draft picks, which I think is a very good idea, but we got to get one of those stud defensive linemen, uh, preferably Carter or yeah. Will Anderson. we got to get – who is it, Carter's that's 
that's the three technique. Yeah, yeah. Carter's the three technique out of out of Georgia. Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama. Alabama. Um, yes. Yeah, we got we got to get preferably that three technique. We got to get some disruption in the middle. Um, I'd like to really see him pick pick him up. Maybe draft down once, slide into that number four five slot, or maybe yeah. six if they still. And you know, and grab him, but we do need draft picks as well. Yep, it would be. Uh, yep, the uh, the name of the game, Mike, is to multiply the the draft picks and be diligent in your selections. And thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Whether you are Mike or Frank or whatever your name may be, it was a it was a Frank and Mike situation right there yeah those guys are hard to resist they really are man like when you go it's hard to to want to go deep on defensive tackle especially if you watch Jalen Carter's tape and watch what he can do and has done at Georgia it's it's hard to go beyond that for that position and then you know I think Ryan Poles said it on on the record like the first position that he named in terms of what you look for in a draft is the you know d- defensive end your edge rusher your outside linebacker and a three four however you want to identify that person and that would be will anderson so my guess is is that just trying just having that tell from polls if it came down to jalen carter and will anderson I bet you he would probably go the Will Anderson route. I mean, they are – the Bears are out of pass rushers right now. I mean, you think about that. And I know we could play this game with every position on the Bears in terms of the needs that exist, but if we are really to prioritize positions, we know how important that position is, and the Bears got nothing. They – were horrendous at getting to the quarterback last year and didn't help that Robert Quinn was traded. It didn't help that Roquan Smith was traded. It didn't help that Khalil Mack was not here to begin this season, that he was traded. It didn't help. None of that helped. So, but the fact remains it was exhaustively bad in terms of trying to come up with ways to get to the quarterback. There was games where the Bears never touched the quarterback. And you don't even see hurries showing up on the, the stat page. So, and that, yeah, that's an indictment of Travis Gibson, you know, in, in his third year that this was supposed to be a jump year for him. Unfortunately, it was not. Uh, Dominic Robinson started his year off well and then just kind of faded, man. Like, he, he, he was, I mean, look, they all said he was going to be a project. It wasn't like a guy that, everybody was expecting to be great fifth rounder out of Miami of Ohio. Again, he guy that used to be a wide receiver and was turned into a defensive end, but he's not it yet. So the bears have a ton of work to do and nobody who can get to the quarterback right now. I mean, that's kind of a scary thought. <laughs> it's a scary thing to, to consider, um, you know, and so that, that position, it, like you can actually say, yes, that right there is, is priority back to your calls let's go to Corey in crown point indiana hello Corey. you're on the score hey mark uh how you doing good man how are you Corey? good good so uh definitely uh was listening to what uh you know you were saying uh i definitely think this could be a good idea uh for the bears to do so uh i think uh you know they should definitely take next year um, you know, see what Fields can do. Um, I do love Jalen Carter. Do love Will Anderson. I think they both would be good picks. But in terms of seeing maybe some growth out of Fields, I think if we could trade our first-round pick to the Buccaneers, who are going to be looking for a quarterback in the draft, yeah. and I think they're going to do a total rebuild, why not trade our first-round pick to the Bucks and in return we can get a good defensive tackle in Vita Vea, and then maybe also partner that up with maybe get uh, Chris Godwin or uh, Mike Evans. I think that is a perfect uh, package for the first round pick. And then we also can probably get um, the Buccaneers 
2024 first-round pick as well. And I think that could shape us up to be in pretty good shape to draft a quarterback in the following year mm-hmm. if Fields does regress. Yeah, well, that's good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. The, the name that I loved hearing, that was well thought out. I, I appreciate that. The name that I heard in that that st- stood out the most to me, Vita Dam Vea. That, I would love it. I would love to see that guy on the Bears' defensive line. Vita Vea, I mean, that that dude is. And it's weird that we're talking about this all of a sudden with Tampa Bay. <laughs> they they found out which way the organization was going to have to go when Tom Brady did a video somewhere in the rocky beaches telling us again that he was going to retire. But good call from Corey right there. Let's go to Daniel in Chicago. Hello, Daniel. You're on the score. Hey, da- Hey, Matt, my favorite, you know. I, oh, I watched, what's up, I Daniel? Just you, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I just watched you at uh, NBC Chicago yesterday or something like that. Yeah, you man, know? I was, uh, uh, yeah, did their, their football, football night in Chicago. Right, did it with yeah, our, uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for watching. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, I follow you all over, all over the place, you know. Anytime thanks, you man. talk about the BS, I love it. <laughs> we, yes, but we're going to disagree on one thing because you ask one question, uh, you made them everybody so everybody was laughing when you asked the question at the NBC Chicago. Would it be possible to trade Justin Fields? No, no. It, would it be possible? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. That. I mean, look, uh, look I, I, no, hey, no, Mark. Yes, yeah, I, Justin Fields is to to me now. I think we have a successful season. Justin Fields, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a quarterback. And when we – quarterback doesn't just grow up like that. You know, yeah. I know after three three years or four years, one year of uh, Justin Fields is nothing to me. Mike Nagy doesn't do nothing to him, to tell the truth. This is his fourth year to me. So now let's leave this guy what he can do for the next two years. I'm telling you. So then we can go for defensive tackle. We can go yeah. for the whole line. And that's yeah. going to be good. And hey, I, man. Trust, I trust this guy. Uh, okay. Uh, Post. Ryan Post. I trust okay. him because I know what he did in first year, how he get all these rookies. He got three rookies in the uh, rookie all, all, all team this year. So I think this, this guy is going to be doing much better, much better. So, my brother, I love you. Please, that's, let's leave Justin Field alone. Okay? Thank you. All right, my man. I always appreciate hearing from you. And hey, I, not, nothing can be ruled out. And I, it's trading Justin Fields cannot be ruled out. I mean, it's not. It does, all signs point to that not occurring. You know, just but just you know, not reading into anything. Just based on what Ryan Pohl said, that it would take that somebody would have to blow him away. That one of those quarterbacks that. That you know that the, the the three QBs everybody talks about Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis. It would it, one of those guys would have to make Brian Poles think that that they are better than Justin Fields, and that they ultimately would be better in the future, better now, and better later. That's what Ryan Poles would have to decide. And I gotta tell you, man, like if if that happened. It would because I mean that's that's being creative. I mean that would probably check the box for what I'm looking for from the Bears to put their own stamp on this. Show us how you operate. Show us what you see by the moves that you make. And if it if it was the the nuclear option of trading Justin Fields to get Bryce Young or Stroud or Levis, I I, I mean. I think that Justin Fields is going to be good, and I like Justin Fields and all that, but not like I would go crazy. You know, I'd be like, okay, you better be right, though, (laughs) you know, because I think Justin Fields is pretty good. If you're really this into Bryce Young, we, we are about to see a special quarterback, or at least it better be. And how fascinating would all that be? But that is, you know, that that is at the end of the spectrum. You know, that's not how I started the show. That's not what I'm 
pushing for. That's not an agenda or anything like that. But I don't just dismiss it wholeheartedly. I don't just look at it and say, oh, you're crazy. Don't do that. You're stupid. No, I, I, hey, the Bears lost 10 straight games this past year. The, the organization has been a mess. Show us your plan. Put it down. And we'll hold you to it. You know, that's that's the way it works. And I like the creativity of it and not you can't leave any part out of it. That's a valuable piece you have in Justin Fields, whether it is with your team going forward and being elite, hopefully, or with somebody else's, no matter what. There's a little bit of if the number one overall pick is gold, there's your silver right there in in Justin Fields. We'll talk more about it here coming up. As a matter of fact, the guy with whom I was doing television the other day on NBC Sports Chicago on football night in Chicago was Josh Schrock, who works over there at NBC Sports Chicago. He will join me next here. I'm Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Yeah, man, we've been talking bears a lot tonight, which we will continue to do. Here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Checking out some of your, your text messages, too, at 312-644-6767, including one here that says, Damn it, Grody, I love you, but you can't let that Philly sideline jabroni destroy you in Chicago like that. Defend yourself, or at least Chicago, from that bully. If you're, you're going to be live on the radio in Chicago, your banter needs to be better. Thanks. I feel better. Love always. Wheezy. Th- Wheezy, I'm glad that you got that off of your chest. It just, and I could address this further, but you know, Howard Eskin was on the, the Philadelphia sideline reporter, and he was just kind of trying to troll a little bit out Chicago and just doing the whole, oh, I don't know about the Chicago Bears and, boy, they suck. And I'm thinking, I, I, I know, Howard, they, they suck. I know. 
and people kind of were offended that he was taking little shots at the Bears, but the Bears deserve the shots, and Howard is a character. So I just didn't I didn't feel comfortable taking out the rifle on, on Howard at that point. I think I handled it well. Uh, but, you know, I'm here to accept your criticism. We're in a moment-to-moment critiquing world. Now time to talk more Bears as we bring in from NBC Sports Chicago, Josh Schrock. Schrocker, what's going on, man? Hey, how are we doing, Brody? I'm doing well. Saw you the other night. Good to do some some television with you on football night in Chicago. I believe it was uh, my colleague at the score, David Hall, who mm-hmm. was hosting, and both of you guys, you know, as usual, you know, for right right out of the gates, you guys were both wrong. That both of you saying <laughs> that the Bears would never have gotten to a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, and I guess I'm the only one who sees talent in Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that should be your that's your hill to die on. That's yeah, the you're the only you're the only one who sees Patrick Mahomes as a generational talent. I think all we were saying is that the Bears. <laughs> In their in their in their dysfunctional uh, universe, they exist and probably would have probably would have ruined him before he reached such great heights. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand the skepticism, but I just think, as Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, uh, uh, life uh, finds a way, and I Mahomes think that finds a way. Mahomes finds a way. All right, let's get serious here, man. Um, T, T Higgins, T Higgins, mm-hmm. appar- apparently. The the Bengals could trade T. Higgins if the numbers are right for him. So that, of course, set off Bears meters all over social media today. Is that a plausible thing that, or direction the Bears could go in, whether it's T. Higgins or other maneuvers similar to that? Yeah, I mean, I think the Bears should definitely look to find a number one receiver. I think that, that should be high on the to-do list this offseason. I don't think T. Higgins... Uh, is really in the realm of possibility. I think he's, I mean, one, he's still under contract for next year. The Bengals have no reason to look to trade him now, even if they can't come to an extension agreement this offseason. They can just do what the 49ers did with Debo Samuel for most of last off, last offseason and say, hey, you want to trade? That's great. You're under contract, and if you don't play, you know, the, the, the year doesn't toll and you don't enter free agency, so just deal with it, and then they can tag him. They can play hardball. I mean, the, the Bengals are notoriously cheap, but – they're cheap normally with free agents, not with homegrown talent. And the way that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase's fifth-year options work out, they can extend all three of those guys, and the money won't really stack up uh, that high to where they have to cut one of them. I think T. Higgins is a blue-chip guy. I have a hard time seeing the Bengals uh, look to trade him. But from the Bears' perspective, DeAndre Hopkins should be maybe an option. I think Mike Evans might be an option now that Tom Brady is done if the Bucks look to blow it up. So, I think it's important to get Justin Fields as many quality weapons as possible for him to take that leap as a passer. I just don't think T. Higgins is, is the one who's coming to Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, too. And, yeah, I mean, that's such an important part of next year that we are demanding, everybody is expecting and demanding that Justin Fields take the next step up. But for, for Jalen Hurts, I mean, he with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, I mean, you're putting together some really nice – talent for the quarterback do you think is it possible that Justin Fields is a couple of really good wide receiver weapons away from being something like Jalen Hurts yeah I mean I think I think Justin's got that level of talent I don't think there's there's any doubt I think what the Eagles have done really is not just the weapons. I mean, they put the best offensive line in football in front of him right so he doesn't Hurts doesn't get pressure a lot and he has two guys and Dallas Goddard. He has a good tight end. He has three guys really that are, they're just kind of like bucket getters in basketball. Like it's first and 10. Okay, here, just quick throw, get some seven, you know, Grody, you watch the bears all year and they're, they're in third and nine a lot. They're not very good on first and second down. <laughs> right. um, and, and that's, that's tough for a young quarterback. You know, it's, you know, Hey, you're in third and long a lot. You have a bad offensive line. Hey, go make something happen. I think it's a lot easier for young quarterbacks to develop, obviously when they have, a good line and, and bucket getters and the bears need to get Justin, a guy who can just say, Hey, I'm just going to throw it to this guy. He's going to give me eight, 11 yards and we'll get, we'll get it moving. Yeah. It's incredible. They really, you're right. There was never that dependable <laughs> yeah. guy that's safe. And not even, not, not quite frankly, not even David Montgomery, not even no. Khalil Herbert, who, who probably should have made themselves 
into those those types of guys. Mm-hmm. You're right, and you know, and Valus Jones, maybe maybe the you know his progress being thwarted early, maybe there is a part of that. But God, man, you're right; they got nobody like that. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot. I mean, a lot of it maybe some of it falls on play calling. They were pretty predictable on first and second down too. I mean, it's a lot of run, run, pass. Um, but really, I just think it comes down to they just don't they just don't really have that at least one guy who you can just say, hey, I'm just going to throw it to you, and you know, you're going to get me. You're going to give me eight, ten yards, or at least get us in second and manageable. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that amongst so many other things. Talking to Josh Rock of NBC Sports <laughs> Chicago, I mean it's like it's everything, dude. It's like you go. Right. I, mean, I was talking about it earlier. Like you just you take a position. Like I was trying to figure out. Like I'm trying to read Ryan Poles' mind. If it if he yeah. if it does come down to it, would he rather have Jalen Carter the three <laughs> technique or Will Anderson the edge guy? And I said both. he'd probably go well both. Yeah, that's the fun and easy answer, Josh. But the the I think he would go with the edge guy. I think he would go with Will Anderson just because he he pointed that position out when we asked him about like mm-hmm. what positions you look at. I think defensive end might have been the first position. That was the first one. It yeah. was. So I'm right about that. So I think. Yeah, I think he. I, I mean, I'm sure he'd love the luxury. He has the luxury of it comes down to it. But I mean, I'm just looking for little hints in his mind to mm-hmm. which direction he would go on all these things. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think Ryan Poles has a a pretty disciplined way of looking at the positional value, and I, I think as much as as much as made of the three technique and the engine of, of Matt Eberflus's defense, I think you really just need someone who can just rush, who can get to the passer, whether that's a three technique or an edge guy. The, the Bears, you know, Brody, they they did not affect the quarterback at all, right? They just couldn't right. do it. So they need they just need they need they need multiple guys, but at, at that at that top draft spot they just need to find the guy that they think okay this guy for the next five seven ten years is just he's going to be reliable in getting to the quarterback and i think edge rushers are probably the hit rate is higher on them high in the draft than than his interior defensive lineman yeah i mean that makes sense i mean it's it's it is a special product (laughs) that can you know rush the passer from that position and do all the things that a a three technique would be responsible for especially in this uh, this Matt Eberflus <laughs> defense, I man, like I was talking about this earlier, and I mean we we're we're talking about the flashy names and uh, all the right when we're talking about the right guys because we should they've got the pot of gold at the top of the draft, but I also want the Bears to I kind of want them to surprise me, and you know not, nothing off the wall, but let's let's see let's get beyond some of the obvious stuff. That's what I would be hypothetically saying to the Bears and find out what Ryan Poles is all about because we still, no matter what, I mean, we we can look at the draft and maybe take some things away from Ryan Poles, but we still, at this point, Josh, just don't know a lot about Ryan Poles' skill set as a general manager, do we? No, I don't think we know really anything. I think anyone, any executive could have come in last offseason and done what he did, right? He came in and was like, cool, we're ripping this thing up. This is all bad. This is all going out the window. <laughs> right, right. And he, he signed a, you know, signed some veterans to some short-term deals, tried to patch up some holes. I, I like what he did in the secondary, right, drafting Kyler Gordon and, and Jaquan Brisker because the Bears secondary was, I mean, on, on fire the year before. It was terrible. So I like those moves. But, yeah, you're right. We don't really know what he's going to do, especially – in free agency and, and in the first round, we don't really know how he values positions, uh, you know, what he, what he wants to prioritize. And this is really going to be our first glimpse into who he is as a roster constructor and a general manager. Yep. I can't wait to see what those first moves are. I mean, it's impossible. It's fun to talk about, but at this point it's impossible to predict. And obviously, you know, free agency, isn't that the thing too, man? It's like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have such a better picture. I would like to think once free agency opens in March, and then you kind of figure out what direction they'll go in the dress. So none of this really means anything right now, does it? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's so funny. We spend all this time talking about trade backs and Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and this and that, and it's like that all can change. This opens and they. You know, what if they go give Deron Payne four years and eighty five million dollars? You're like, well, I guess Jalen Carter's out the window. Yeah, right. Yeah, everything, exactly. everything changes, right? Right. Yeah. So we just we don't we don't know. So I think once they spend a large chunk of this money, we're going to have a much better idea of what the draft picture is. Obviously. Yep. No doubt. And you, my friend, are 
You're going to the Super Bowl this week, are you not? I am. I will be there. Okay. All right. You get, are you you're going for when are you when are you taking off? You're going for a few days. Is that your dealio? Yeah. Yeah. Monday. Monday through uh, Wednesday. Thursday. Okay. What's um What's going to be in the old notepad? Like, you got some things that you can like that you that you want to find out. Any local stories? Anything that's on your brain that's going to make the Super Bowl week interesting for for this for those of us here in Chicago and not Arizona. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see. I'm gonna do some sniffing around, pick the brains of some people around the league, and I'm I'm hoping. I don't know if he's gonna be there, but I'm hoping that old friend Robert Quinn at least gets to attend Super Bowl opening night. Oh, get yeah. To, uh, get a catch oh, up God. with old with old Bobby Quinn. God, that's right. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you and I started off because you know Josh Rock, <laughs> brand, brand new on the full time beat this year, and uh, Josh and I almost got into it in the locker room. At least Josh had to be held back. Yeah. <laughs> Because I yeah. was I was interviewing Robert Quinn and I I I shushed him away. I said, "Not now, Schrock. I, this is my interview." <laughs> yes, I'm doing stuff for the pregame. Go away. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's been busting me just about every time I see him. Still about that. But hey, we'll always yeah. have Robert Quinn, and that's an interesting dude right there. So I look forward yeah. to. To hearing what he says, you think he'll talk? He'll talk. It's got to talk. It's a Super Bowl. Robert Quinn's gonna, ha- you know, he hasn't really had much of an effect on the Philadelphia Eagles, but Robert Quinn deserves to enjoy the Super Bowl, does he not? Yeah, I mean, he's on he's on IR, but I'm hoping that you know they let me and they bring him and he gets to wear the Super Bowl hoodie and be there on the floor. Yeah, I maybe just you know chat with some people and enjoy because I mean that was part of the, the reason he he didn't want to be traded, but he was he was interested in having postseason success. So it's a bummer he hasn't been able to to play, but I'm sure he'll he'll enjoy it. Yeah, Josh, always appreciate you taking time, especially on a Friday night, and I'm sure I will see you st- soon at uh, some broadcast or Bears locale. <laughs> yeah, you got it, girl. Anytime, man. All right, man. That is uh, Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago. You can read his bear stuff on NBCSportsChicago.com. That's pretty cool. Like, really should dial into him because you know how how it is. Like, not everybody sends. There's probably a limited amount of Chicago media members that are heading to the Super Bowl, and I can tell you that the Schrocker writes some good stuff. So check them out at NBCSportsChicago.com. 312-644-6767 is the number if you want to get in on on the Bears conversation. And I'm just kind of lobbing it up to you tonight, too, in regards to that. The, the Bears should do what? And I love some of the creativity and where some of the listeners are landing on guys. I'm open to hear every possibility because, yeah, we only have – the. this is the first phase of this talk because all of February we will have to continue to do this. I'm, I'll be going to the Combine, so I'm looking forward to that at the at the end of February. Then March you get to the free agency. So that's the new phase where you can start to eliminate some things for the draft, and then April rolls around, and then we are left with to fill in the rest of the pieces in the draft. So really this is just phase one of everything that is going on. I also want to talk a little bit about the Bulls when when we return. The Bulls with a nice win, a, a revenge win against the horrible Hornets, um, who had beaten them a week earlier. But the Bulls beat the Hornets last night 114-98. to I want to talk about a guy who has not really been talked a lot about the Bulls this year. We'll get into that next year on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm never okay with it. At the end of the day, I'm a basketball player. I want to play. Uh, but circumstances that I'm in, you know, I have to work my way back to where I want to get to. So there's certain, you know, routes I have to take to get there. So me being a good teammate and showing guys that I'm here to do whatever it takes to help this team win is what's going to help me get there is what I'm going to do. Andre Drummond of the Chicago Bulls. Had 15 points and 11 rebounds in 14 minutes last night. That is called being productive, as Andre Drummond was in the Bulls' 114-98 to win over the Hornets. I'm Mark Rohde here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Going to get more into Andre Drummond and the Bulls in a second, but we were talking Bears. 312-644-6767 is the number. And I'm open phone lines here until 9 o'clock. So come hang out with us on this Friday show, like Jake in Rockford. What's going on, Jake? You're on the score. What's going on, Grody? I love your show, man. You are awesome. I just got to say that. 
Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. You make driving uh, as far as I got to every night so much better. But anyway, uh, I just kind of wanted to throw out just, I guess, like a little bit of a scenario how I I think that this could honestly truly make the Bears in playoff contention next year. Just something is, I don't want to say simple, but with all the stuff we have, like you said earlier, reserving the tank, the draft pick, the cap space, all that, you know, yeah. So I just think, honestly, it's not going to be that hard to improve our offensive line in the free agency and the draft. I mean, you can't make it much worse, especially pass blocking offensive line part. You can't make it too much worse. So get that fixed up. Get a couple guys that can at least consistently get a pass rush. Okay, we got the offensive defensive line improved. And then if we get, I, I kind of feel like the way the uh, receiving core, or I'm sorry, not core, the way the receivers are in free agency in the draft, we're kind of SOL this year a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's some good guys, but it just doesn't seem like unless we do get like Mike Evans or Hopkins that we're going to come away with like a true, like A.J. Green last year to the Eagles, you know. Um, so anyway, say we just were able to get a guy like Jacoby Myers or like Juju Smith-Schuster, one of these guys that are available, <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, we were able to fix the O-line where they're better. We have we have uh, options at running back. Say somehow we got lucky and got Saquon Barkley, which I know a lot of people want and a lot of people don't want. Even if not, we stick. say we stick with Montgomery and Herbert, we got Justin Fields, arguably the best rushing quarterback in the NFL. And we just run first, run first, and we have like three legit – I just like to call them like three legit number twos, Mooney, Claypool, and whoever the third guy might be. It might even be in the draft. I don't know. And we improve the offensive line, defensive line. I like our secondary. I like our running backs. I like the receivers we have now. We just need one or two more and maybe get another pass-catching tight end that can compete with Cole Komet or push him or even not only just take his – not take his spot, but just be out there with him – I honestly think, man, we're not as far away as everybody thinks. That's all I got to say, though. Uh, I'll uh, hang up and listen to what you got to say, but thanks for taking my call, man. I love your show. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate the call, and thanks for listening here on The Score. I don't think it's that simple like to, to build it up that way, but the truth of the matter is, is it's the NFL. You're never really that far away from being competitive again or maybe even being good again. The Eagles, Eagles were 4-11-1 two years ago. They fired their head coach that won the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, it's a different organization. There, there is no doubt about that. There has been a, there has been football sustained success for a good 20 years in the Philadelphia Eagles organization. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean winning every year. I just told you a year in which they did not win. But in terms of how that organization has comported itself and getting gotten to the playoffs the amount of times that it has and the rebuilding and regenerating, whatever refreshing, whatever word you want to use, Philadelphia has done that very well, very well. So to the caller's point, though, yes, it, you can't always make a case that the Bears are not really that far away. <laughs> but and, and, hey, maybe it's closer if, like, say, Justin Fields does take the next step. You know what I mean? Like, then you might have a star quarterback, and then everything is less compensated for, and we're talking about different things. But you just hope that, that you can get to a point like that. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned – Claypool, that that has to be fixed still. And I think it's silly to just look at what happened at the end of last year and say Chase Claypool is a bust. Should be concerned, for sure. I say the end of the year. It was was a chunk of the year. Yeah, you should be concerned about it, but give it it a little bit. Give it a little bit on Chase Claypool and Justin Fields to to work things out. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if they will, but... It's not. It's it's too soon to give up in that regard. All right, switching gears to the to them bulls. We them bulls and Andre Drummond with the night that he had last night. I told you he had 15 points and 11 rebounds in 14 minutes. He he became the first NBA player since Daryl Dawkins 
in the 1978-1979 season to record at least 15 points and 11 rebounds while playing 15 minutes or less. That's according to the Elias Sports Bureau. So that's pretty good. That's really good to have been able to do that. But, man, Andre Drummond is kind of like Billy Donovan doesn't seem to like him. And if you look at his points or his his time, like, for instance, in that loss to the Clippers the other night, he had he played three minutes and 31 seconds, did Andre Drummond. 331, averaging less than 13 minutes a game at this point. And I kind of look like it got me thinking about Andre Drummond in general that his whole career, and I'm not saying like Billy Donovan is wrong and you got to play Andre Drummond. Maybe he's playing him the exact right amount and getting the most possible out of him because of the way that he uses him. But, man, I, I think back to like Andre Drummond, he, he was to refresh people. Because he comes across as like this old head, like been in the league for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the vibe around him. Like he's been around forever. And you know, he was the ninth overall pick of the 2012 draft. So he's been around. He's 28 years old. He was an all-star in 2016 and 2018. He is a four-time rebounding champ in the NBA and yet I, I can't get and I understand the NBA has changed even in the time that he's been in the league in terms of how centers are used especially if they can't shoot from the outside but this guy like came into the league as I, I mean I remember the Bulls playing I was like oh man they got this they got one of those guys like this dude's a beast like you go in there and he's like ten and nineteen, you know, and just ruling the like I thought he was gonna be and, and he did have nice years with Detroit, you know, and has been bouncing around the last two years, landing with the Bulls this year. But it just I, I always thought that he was gonna be a lot more. Like he faded fast, it seems like, in terms of his star power and his prowess around the league. And you know, then then you see what he did last night, and, and watching the game, and they did like, like he was he was the bully in the sandbox, as Stacey King would say. I mean, there was some, there were some big slams from Andre Drummond last night, and the Hornets got some really good athletic bigs, as as the again Adam Amin and Stacey King did a really good job of you know telling us about the opponent and where some of these guys lie. But at one point, you had Andre Drummond. You know, coming in there and just bouncing everybody out. Like, all right, get out of here. Get you, 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 and you. Get out of there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, see, that, that's, I always thought that Andre Drummond was good. And then you look at the, what Billy Donovan allows him to do, and you, you just, I guess you start to understand and see that he just is never going to get to a point. It feels like that he's truly a star player. It, it's not. It's uh, it, it's just not the case. But I like watching him play, and when he's on, he's interesting. And then when he's interesting, I say, where's he been? Why hasn't he been playing? Why has he not been out there? It blows um, my mind when you say that he's 28 years old because I, I would have never have thought. Like, he seems so much older. He comes, like, everything about him just kind of screams like this guy's been the the, the 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 second center on a team for the last eight years of his 19-year career, and he's just winding down. He has, like, the physical look like that, yet he's still a beast, and he's pretty athletic. But, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, just the fact that, you know, he's in his second, I think he's in his second one-year contract now in his career, so he already has that that there's a journeyman feel to Andre Drummond, but I'm the one who every time I hear like, oh, he's not that great. What? I thought that guy was awesome. What happened to Andre Drummond? Do you think it was and, from when he was with the Kardashians? <laughs> was he with, he was with one of the Kardashians? Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, so we're two Kardashian. Two, two years in a row now with Trace Thompson last year. 
where the Bulls have had a you know interaction of the Kardashians, right? Yeah, and then hey, if you look at it, Devin Booker he was dating one of the Jenners, and he kind of digressed too. So I think there's something going on with that family. <laughs> oh man, if that if that's what's going on with Andre Drummond, okay, I mean, Ben Simmons too. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Stop going to the evil it's a castle. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away from the evil castle of, of Kardashians. We don't want to see it. But, yeah, I mean, I just got thinking about Andre Drummond. And, like, what did I – yeah, I missed a lot in, in Andre Drummond's arc, I guess. I guess if he – it'd probably be better. This would actually be a good conversation to have with somebody who'd covered him in Detroit. I mean, and, you know, coming in, obviously, is a lottery pick. And – Ninth overall pick, and you know he, they, they, people were watching and all star in a couple of years, and now it just feels like he's had this weird fade to his career, and he, you know, even the way he talks about him, I heard him, you know, coming in here, talking like sort of. That's another reason why Tyler and I are both like thinking this guy's got to be like thirty seven, thirty eight years old, because he's already kind of accepting his lot in life as a backup. Like say, hey, you know, of course I want to play more, but hey, you know, I mean, I can interpret. It's not so bad, you know. He's gonna have a really, he's gonna make a ton of money. He's gonna play in the league probably for another ten years, maybe, and make a lot of dough, and probably have some moments, and probably, you know, maybe he'll be one of those guys that you know ends up on championship teams, like a piece for that. Like he's already talking like that at twenty-eight years old. I guess that's what you call star-crossed. Like you thought he was going to be, at least I did. Uh, You know, I guess I have to really question my evaluating eyes when it comes to basketball. But that's that's what I thought watching the Bulls. I hated the Bulls going up against that dude because he he seemed like he was a beast. He just bullied him. That's right. That's what he did. And and then it's also really hilarious when – Stacy King and Adam Amin too. They they sing different strokes because Mr. Drummond, Phil, old Phil Drummond, ran the ran the uh, the different strokes household, and so <laughs> you really got to be a certain age. But <laughs> but it's funny, and I I like it. I do. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. We can talk more about the Bulls. Well, actually, this. I would say that talking about Michael Jordan is kind of talking about the Bulls. It's a very special day today. Take a look at the date, and then maybe you will realize why today is a special day. We will get into that next. I'm Mark Grody on a Friday night on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.